Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You will learn that he was well aware that Mr. Floyd was unarmed, that Mr. Floyd had not threatened anyone, that Mr. Floyd was in handcuffs, he was completely in the control of the police, he was defenseless. You will learn what happened in that nine minutes and 29 seconds, the most important numbers you will hear in this trial are nine to nine. What happened in those nine minutes and 29 seconds when Mr. Derek Chauvin was applying this excessive force to the body of Mr. George Floyd. So that's from the opening statements going on right now in the uh, trial of the death of George Floyd and whatever penalty is coming the way of Derek Chauvin. I have not followed it nearly as closely as Joe. I have no idea, uh, and I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what arguments they're going to make about training and all that. You know, I don't know the past of the two people, how that's going to play a role or anything. Uh, I, I, guess. I could I could go on and on. There was so much strategy revealed in that little sentence or two as but, well. But the, the, the there are a number of actors involved that are laying the groundwork right now for if Derek Chauvin doesn't get a stiff penalty, there is going to be mayhem in the streets. They're laying the groundwork right now that any result other than that will be a miscarriage of justice. And, I don't know how and, you... and a racial miscarriage of justice. Right, and, and clearly and, because it is racism involved. And every level of outrage is is justified. Al Sharpton's in town whipping it up, that Benjamin Crump, I think it is, or, or what's who's the guy who represents everybody? Is that his name? Um. Anyway, uh, that's not it. Uh, da, 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 is, is, he's got a, one of those last names that's also a word. It's on the tip of my tongue. The, the one right of there. those last names that's also a word that really yes. narrows it down. Yes. No, it's like a Carpenter. If your last name's Carpenter. Okay. His last name is, what is it? What is it? It's I don't something. know, Joe. Let's it's not right lose, on the tip of my let's tongue. Let's not lose the thread of what we're trying hey, to do. Give me a second. It's right here. No, no, okay, somebody look at your it. Point, somebody look at it. Your point is... Who who sued uh, Fat George Hernandez down there in uh, in Florida? Or uh, was it Trayvon it's Martin? That's on the tip of my tongue. Trayvon Martin. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, interesting though in that uh, part of the opening statement that the prosecutor said uh, that nine twenty nine. That that's the only. That's the most important word. Because the defense is going to say, well, he overdosed on drugs and died of a heart attack. So when he gobbled up all those drugs suddenly because the cops were onto him, that's the period of time you need to, to worry about. Uh, so they'll be talking about that. But anyway, whipping up uh, racial hatred and violence, the professionals in that uh, department are doing that right now. And states, uh, cities, governors, mayors, y'all need to right now. Get your ducks in a row and come up with your policies for managing the demonstrations slash riots. Because not only are you going to have people who are whipped up to what they believe to be righteous anger, but you're going to have the Marxists and the anarchists trying to, uh, you know, dovetail their efforts with the outrage. Get ready, America. Now, originally, there was a story that Minneapolis was going to have a communications war room that if there were any false narratives flying around social media they were going to try to combat those with the truth but that Mm -hmm. went away yeah they got heavy criticism for it it sounded too much like a department of propaganda or something like that yeah i don't know i thought as long as they were telling the truth i thought it was a good idea because you are going to see brutal misinformation flying around constantly and people just whipped up in anger based on it 
So I think it's fair to say this is the most explosive racial trial since OJ, isn't it? Yeah, or, or the Trayvon Martin thing. But, yeah, that was pretty big. But um, we live in Rod, a, Rodney King. We, we live in a different era of communication and everything. I wouldn't want to be a juror who decides, you know, I don't think he intended to kill this guy. And vote that way, um, because I think their names will get out. And if your names get out in the modern world, it's way different than back in the OJ times. Um, Oh, yeah. In terms of people's ability to get to you, figure out who you are, your family is, where you live, where you work, everything about you through the Internet. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wonder what uh, what they're doing to help protect the jurors. I mean, because like you say, it's almost impossible these days. Right. That's troubling. If you can get a glimpse of these jurors, you get the picture out, you'll get somebody to identify them, then everything is out. Right. And you have people right now making sure everybody thinks there's only one possible verdict, and if it goes the other way, it's racism. Laying the groundwork, sowing the seeds of, of some something terrible happening. I'm sure there was a lot of uh, questioning during the jury selection about would you be willing to render a verdict that you think most people wouldn't like? Hmm. Uh, I didn't hear anything about that specifically, but uh, I wonder. Boy, this, I just, like I said earlier, I, I described it as heading toward the iceberg and knowing the ship can't be turned. It's even worse than that because I think we're going to further tear apart some of the seams of America. And some of the racial divisions that some people are working so hard to sow, uh, this is going to be a tough one, a really tough spring. They're expecting the trial to go on for uh, a few weeks. few weeks. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many. I haven't really heard. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll bring you some, I hate to use the term highlights. It sounds kind of glib, but um, some of the details. A uh, couple of quick COVID updates just that I found interesting in reading more about the idea of a a vaccine passport or certificate or whatever, it occurred to me, just because there was a quote from somebody with an airline, the uh, travel industry is desperate to have these because it all came together in my mind, Jack, with what you brought uh, up about Dr. Fauci's insanely stupid interview (laughs) over the weekend. Yeah, well, it was a stupid question that he answered in a stupid way. Margaret Brennan of Face the Nation basically said, um, if we continue to vaccinate and the things go the right direction, will children be able to go to camps? Will children be able to play in parks this summer? And I thought, what are you talking about? Our park has been open for like eight months. Right, you got kids playing sports? I just do all sorts of stuff. I just left the park. There were like 100 people there running around, as it has been every day for months. If things go well, will kids be able to play at the park again? What? What kind of life does she live? I mean, that's crazy, but the voucher didn't call her on no, it. No, no, no. He said, oh, if we keep our notes at the grindstone, yeah, that could be a result we get where kids will be able to play at the park this summer. Yeah. Okay, you you, you go ahead. with You and Joe Biden have your backyard barbecue 4th of July with four other masked people, but that's not the way the rest of us are living. Right, right. So anyway, it occurred to me that if the policy from on high is A, crazy dumbed down, like it's always been, and B, that cautious to the point of like, what world are you living in? Um, the travel industry is desperate for somebody to have an affirmative document saying, yes, I can travel. 
Otherwise, they will be leashed like these imaginary children in Mar- Margaret Brennan's world. <laughs> and and the, the travel industry will continue to die its, uh, its right. slow death. So they're really excited about the idea of some sort of certificate. Well, yeah, I heard this. Was it the CDC, whoever put out the people should not travel over, uh, over Eastern? I thought, what are you talking about? I know people are traveling. I'm planning to travel. I'm not even thinking twice about the fact that I'm going to be off in a couple of weeks and taking the kids somewhere. And we're discussing fly somewhere, drive somewhere, but it's not even on my mind. And they're making people should still not fly. You should not. I'm sorry, but we've all moved on. Maybe by the summer, a kid can go to the park. What? Meanwhile, Europe is shut down uh, again. Italy is shut down. Uh, we're, oh, I had the stats right in front of me. Uh, Italy is having its, I believe, its worst month. Daily fatalities have been climbing since the start of the month. Highly contagious strain spreads across the country. Complete lockdown. Um, well, this is what we would have had in the United States if we hadn't gotten the vaccine out when we did. Got in it might have been a matter of weeks that we beat these uh, variants. To ending up with this result. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if we were having the worst months right now? Holy cow. Yeah. Brazil is. They had 3,650 deaths on Friday. They've passed 300,000. Uh, it's exploding. Even old Bolsonaro, who's been really weird, their president about the uh, coronavirus, downplayed it, poo-pooed the vaccine. Now he's uh, promising to uh, speed up the vaccine efforts. Uh, really crazy. So, yeah, it's a good thing we are where we are, and I, I'm grateful for it. But we clearly are where we are, Dr. Fauci. So uh, wake up and go to a local park. Boy, speaking of uh, Face Nation, there was an interesting conversation between Brennan and um, and Gottlieb about the vaccines. And so there's some push worldwide, and this is one of those utopian sounds good when you say it out loud until you think about it for 30 seconds things, that they would do away with the rules for um, uh, you have a, you know, prior to, prior, you invented this vaccine and Mm -hmm. you know normally you have all the rights to that because you created it and you own it well they're talking about doing away with that so they can just give it to other companies around the world so that they can make the vaccine and there'll be more vaccine but as Gottlieb pointed out and again that sounds just fantastic and like the right thing to do when the world's let's all share as he said first of all that's really going to mess with incentives in the future yeah i would say you're as a company, you're not going to pour everything you've got into coming up with this if you know that no, the government's going to come along, world government will come along, and uh, and we just have to give it away for nothing. So it's not worth anything. So that's a problem. And secondly, he said there are limited numbers of the various important things that go into these vaccines. That's what's slowing down production. They could make more. It's just the pipeline of getting the you know the right chemicals and you know I don't know the technology of everything that goes in the vaccine. He said in these other companies they wouldn't have any better access to this. We've already got companies that are great at making vaccine. They just need more of the stuff to make it. So all this would do is muck it up and slow it down and ruin the incentive for anybody to get a vaccine in the future. So I hope that doesn't end up being the the idea that wins. Is that what a beautiful example of a policy that sounds good? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's good stuff. Oh, uh, speaking of the Sunday shows, uh, Chris Wallace got into it with Jen Psaki about the lack of transparency, the Biden administration. He landed a few blows. I mean, his arms are like, uh, you know, Linguini. He's not a, he's not a robust man, but I believe he landed a couple of blows. We'll play that for you, among other things. And, uh, Trump took the mic at a wedding. I haven't heard this. Oh, right. Yes. 
I'm getting married and a president <laughs> wanders in and grabs Mike. I think it's fantastic. That'd be a memorable right. evening. Trump right. even more so. Is... So we got more of that and uh, some jokes from Saturday Night Live and all kinds of good stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. So he's done this a few times. Used to do it all the time, I guess, before he was president. There are weddings at Mar-a-Lago, Trump's uh, golf club there in Florida, and there is a wedding over the weekend, and he walks into the wedding and grabs a microphone. You know, I just got, I turned off the news, I get all these flash reports, and they're telling me about the border, they're telling me about China, they're telling me about Iran. How are we doing with Iran? How do you like that? Well, they were ready to make it, you know, they would have done anything, they would have done anything, and this guy goes and drops the sanctions, and then he says, we'd love to negotiate now. Okay, so just, my first thought is... I, I think I, I'm I'm all for Trump coming into my wedding and grabbing the microphone and starting to riff, but uh, I don't know. I want foreign policy. <laughs> foreign policy at my wedding. Well, right, and griping about the you know the new administration, how he had did a better job on him. I guess you know it is so crazy you'd have to love it. But how many people there at the wedding party? I mean, granted, it was booked at Mar-a-Lago, so the, the couple doesn't hate Trump. But who, right. how many people like in the family and all are sitting there just boiling? <laughs> That's yeah. the and he says, "We'd like to negotiate now. We're not dealing with the United States anymore. Oh, no, they don't want to deal with us." <laughs> In China, the same thing. They never treated us that way, right? You saw what happened a few days ago. It was terrible. And uh, the border's not good. The border's the worst anybody's ever seen it. And what you see now, multiply it times 10, Jim. You would know how to handle He's the only one I know that might handle the border tougher than me. But we have to. And the tough is in the most humanitarian way, because that's what it is. What's happening to the kids, they're living in squalor. They are living like nobody has ever seen anybody. There's never been anything like what's And you're going to have hundreds, and you have it now. They have the airplane photos, the shops, and they call them shops. And these things are showing thousands and thousands of people coming up. Hey, pass the butter. (laughs) And it's going to be, it's just... uh, When's the chicken dance? (laughs) Can we cut the cake? Okay. I think I get it. You get it? Uh, Wow. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Just goes into his uh, why I would be a better president riff. He needs an audience more than any human being I've ever known. Mm. Not that I know him, but that's funny. And it's funny. He comes off the golf course. He's all sweaty. (laughs) Just crashes a wedding. How about China? China. (laughs) You guys see this on the news? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow wow oh speaking of china you know we made reference to this a couple of times but haven't really talked about it the foreign ministers of iran and china met saturday to sign a sweeping comprehensive cooperation partnership strengthening the two countries interdependence in security and economics china and iran oh great <clears throat> Looks like uh, Beijing is going to invest billions, hundreds of billions of dollars in Iran, and in return, Iran's going to sell them cheap gas. I guess. So, who was that we had on Friday? Hanson, guy who writes for the Washington Post about internet, Josh Rogan. We talked about China for a while, and he agreed with me that the time is coming soon where a bunch of major companies, 
Hollywood, NBA, all these different people have to choose and probably choose not to deal with China, that it's coming fast. You, you've been following the thing with H&M and Nike and Adidas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the time is coming for them where they're going to have to they're making no statement now, but you're not going to be able to get away with that for very long because they're boycotting Nike in China because of past statements that they've made or the refusal to use cotton from that area where they got all the slaves. Right. Um, and so they're going to have to make a statement either favorable to China or not. And that, well, one, it'd be unconscionable to make a favorable statement to China. But two, you'd be doomed in the United States. I would hope so, yeah, given the changing attitudes toward China. It reminds me, the situation with the companies, oh, we're that, we're that short. Okay, we'll, we'll finish up the China discussion, I promise. Oh, we have a minute, okay. Um, it reminds me of uh, Hong Kong, the one country, two systems. With corporations in China, it was one country, two systems for American corporations or international corporations and Chinese corporations. But the Communist Party is trying to solidify their hold now, and they're telling the corporations, you have to behave like Chinese. You cannot criticize the government. You cannot make any references to slave labor. You must buy that cotton. So they're seeing who's with them and who's against them. But they don't actually think China that like Nike would cave to their side, do they? Or do they just not want to yeah. do business with? They think no. no. Nike would be doomed in the United States if it caves. They they're telling them to the thread squeeze. the needle. They want to put mm-hmm. the squeeze on them and make them choose. Okay, we'll see how this turns out, and I think it's going to happen fast. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Godzilla vs. Kong's posted a pandemic record international opening with $121.8 million from 38 markets over the weekend. Almost 60% of that came from China. The movie opens nationwide and drops on HBO Max Wednesday. It's been a hell of a day. Bob Odenkirk's action thriller Nobody opened this weekend, too, grossing $6.7 million domestically. That's a bit less than the projected $7 million bow, but no one's complaining. People seeing movies in theaters again. I want to see both those movies, but Kong versus Godzilla opens everywhere, what, in a couple of days. Is that, is that yeah. when it's available on the streaming? Because my kids want to see that so bad. Can't wait. Yeah, I, I, I was all excited about the 60% comes from China figure because we were just talking about American corporations in bed with and, and afraid of the Chinese communists. But if it's not in general release in America yet, that, that mm-hmm. figure is a little misleading. Although it's still a hell of a chunk of cash. So, I don't know who's leaking to Axios out of the Biden White House, but somebody is. And that's why they're leading every news organization in the immigration story. They've got a source inside the Biden White House. Anyway, this just came out. The Biden administration predicts the surge of unaccompanied children crossing the southern border that is already overwhelming facilities will smash record numbers and continue for the next six months. That's according to their own internal documents that have been leaked to Axios. The White House said the number of minors could soar to 26,000 a month in September, dwarfing the 16,000 that are crossing the U.S. um, into the United States uh, now, which is already way more than we can handle. Well, they're scrambling to handle 13,000, and they think it's going to go to 26,000 by September. Is that kids or apprehensions? Yeah, unaccompanied minors. 
Okay, interesting, because I was just reading in the WAPO that um, this month the number of family members taken into U.S. Customs and Border Protection custody is on pace to reach nearly 50,000, up from 7,000 in January. And it's wild how much the administration, Jen Psaki and others, on all the cable news shows yesterday, or uh, the Sunday shows, your meets the press, your faces the nation, Um. They were continuing to claim, no, this is just seasonal. It happens every year. There's nothing new here. And then each reporter would say, no, no, that the, the numbers are overwhelmingly higher than they have been in the past. No, if you look at them, so they're still fighting that weird comparing, you know, uh, they're making comparisons that aren't accurate. They're lying in the way that you can with statistics. Right. Um, right. Yeah, cherry-picking yeah. uh, periods of time. It's, exactly. it's interesting that they're still doing that. I don't think anybody's fallen for it anymore. Well, Jen Psaki, spirited gal, I'll give her that, was on uh, Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. Let's start with clip number 52, Sean. These kids are living in these conditions now. They're not living in these conditions some indeterminate time from now when the president says everything will be fixed. So why not allow reporters and camera crews in on a pool basis safely to take pictures and show the American people what's happening in those Border Patrol facilities right now? Chris, we're absolutely committed to that. The president's committed to that. I'm committed to that. Secretary Mayorkas is committed to that. Just last week, we had a pool when? camera, including a, allowing providing footage to Fox News just last week into the shelters. We want to provide uh, access into the Border Patrol facilities. We are mindful of the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic. We want to keep these kids safe, keep the staff safe. But we, we are absolutely committed to transparency and providing access to media to the Border Patrol facilities, and we're working to get that done as soon as we can. I hope the crowd that is new to politics, you know, all the people that voted in this presidential election that had in the past, are enjoying the whole meet the new boss, same as the old boss aspect of politics mm-hmm. that you get as you get older. I mean, what what an answer, huh? Yeah, yeah. How come you don't let reporters I'm in? I'm committed. The president's committed. committed. The vice president, the postmaster general is committed. My cousin Jimmy is committed. Everybody's committed. Why aren't the schools open? Nobody's more committed than I am to getting the schools reopened. Okay. Just state the opposite of what's happening then. Go ahead. All right. Let's get one more dose. The second vaccine from her bull crap, if you will, in clip 53. But just to clarify, Jen, uh, that what you allowed a camera crew in to see the HHS facilities, what we're talking about here are mm-hmm. the border patrol facilities, the detention cells, the, the you know, the, these, I, I, there is a law that they, let me just finish, that they are not allowed to be there for more than 72 hours. Many of them are there for 10 days. At this point, in terms of allowing access to border patrol facilities for reporters, you are being less transparent than the Trump administration. Well, first of all, Chris, the Trump administration was turning away kids at the border, sending them back on the treacherous journey, or they were ripping kids from the arms of their parents. We're not doing that. Uh, I, we are committed to allowing cameras into the Border Patrol facilities. Absolutely. I've always liked ripping the kids from the arms of your parents, because it's the only way you can take a kid from a parent. You have to rip it! Ah! Um, when you get arrested, you don't get to take your kids with you. Okay, you're being less transparent than the Trump administration, which is clearly true. But they're Chris, still in- we're committed to transparency at some point in the future. But they're still in enough of a honeymoon phase that not everybody's pushing back against that. But I think that is uh, I think that uh, is going to change soon. 
DHS expects approximately 500,000 to 800,000 migrants to arrive as part of family groups during this fiscal year that ends in September. Because the stated policy is, you just heard from her, her there, Jen Psaki there, and President Biden last week, we won't send people back across the border to die. To starve, to die of uh, thirst or whatever. Okay, well then, you're going to take them in and take care of them. Then I would want to get my kid across the border. We mentioned earlier, and we'd be delighted to hear from you if you want to email us, um, that uh, foster families in California have been contact- contacted contacted uh, by the state authorities who are saying, hey, the feds want to know if you have any capacity for more kids. Do you have any more beds? Can you take some kids from the border? Which, of course, is squeezing out new kids who need to be in the foster system. In this country, foster system already beleaguered, over, you know, taxed, and, and often not good at what it does. This is a nightmare, and it's growing. Speaking of nightmares, this just came across on a morning uh, press call. The CDC director named Walensky, I couldn't have told you that off the top of my head, uh, in the Biden administration, said, right now I am scared. Emotion in her voice. Because of the 10% increase in cases over last week, deaths rising up to 1,000 per day, rising in 30 states, and warning of a European trajectory. Emotion in her voice, concerned. Wow. Right now wow. I'm scared, she says. You know, I was looking at the charts this morning, and there is a notable uptick over oh, the last yeah. week, 10 days. Yeah, so there were like 80,000 on Friday, but then it was like the third article that I read where it mentioned there were some delaying in some states. So there was like a state number dump that made it sound uh-huh. much higher than, than even that. But they have been taken up. And there are, like I said, there are 30 states in which cases are on the rise again. And, um, well, there you go. That's the information. I don't know anything beyond that. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on it this week to see if that trend continues or if it's just one of those little blips that you see in a, you know, in a graph sometimes. Sure. That's a chilling thought, though, because come on now, we've been saying it. A lot of people, Gottlieb's been saying it, between the people who've had it and the people who've gotten shots, which is, what's the latest figure on people who've gotten shots that you've heard? Oh, I've got that somewhere. Uh, we can grab it. We'll come back yeah, with I've it. I've got maybe, it in but... my notes. i got it in my notes. It's uh, Of adults, it's better to, if you don't hear the number of adults, it's almost useful, useless, because it's all right. about adults. Um, the, the percentage of adults is climbing every single day. We had three, we averaged three million over the last couple of days of vaccinations. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's getting a lot of shots in our, according to Gottlieb, we're ahead of it. I mean, we've got enough people that have had it and have had the vaccine and it's going out so fast. There's just no way we can really get a fourth wave at this point. Unless there's a man, I've taken that to heart. I hope he's right. and, And she's exaggerating or I don't know what. Yeah. Well. You know, it's always it seemed like the Biden administration, for whatever reason, is kind of more into the negative view of this than the positive view. Maybe it's because of all the gazillion dollar packages you want to force through or whatever. I don't know. Or just the difference between liberals and conservatives. I don't know. But hmm. I hope they're wrong. Now, now I'm worried. I was in a good mood. Now I'm worried. Thanks. Sorry about that. I blame you. Um, the ship is free. The giant ship stuck in the Suez Canal is free. They refloated it after a series of pulling events. That's what the announcement was. <laughs> the boat has been refloated. That's the actual horn being blown as it heads down the Suez Canal, the north-south direction you're supposed to, not east and west. Have 
the uh, the companies involved mention anything about the captain? Is he still employed? Is he in some sort of uh, Egyptian jail cell at this point? He's What's happening? Hammered right He's now. still stumbling around the, the deck. Hey, everybody! Stop the hammering! Woo! We got He's the bolt on! <laughs> <laughs> or he's hiding under the Sphinx or something, <laughs> hoping not to be discovered. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, this week, it kind of felt like Biden on those stairs. You thought it had to get better, but then it repeatedly got worse. (laughs) Um, About a third of adults have been vaccinated at this point. About a third of adults. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it is fantastic. Um, we haven't followed this story at all, and I just got into it last night. Are you familiar with the Hunter Biden gun story? Hmm. I remember seeing some headlines, but no, not really. Same with me, and I thought, you know, whatever. But I kind of got into it last night. I'll just read a little bit. Political reported that Hunter Biden may have lied on a form while buying a gun in 2018. Uh, cause it asks you when you apply to buy a gun, have you, um, uh, ever used uh, illegal drugs or something like that? Mm. Um, and he said he hadn't when he got booted out of the military for using cocaine. I mean, so it's documented that, that he did. This is not something that is prosecuted very often lying about these things on that form, which is its own interesting question. Why do they? Hmm. Why do we have these background check forms? And if you even get caught lying, they almost never prosecute anybody. So that's its own interesting question. Build schools, not prisons. Let me lay out what what happened here on how the gun ended up in a trash can across from a high school near a grocery store, and that's where it was found. The gun that was registered to him. Wow. Yeah. The, the gun was found and re, and uh, turned in by a man who rummages through grocery store trash cans. You know, that person. Good to have a hobby. Um, and now they're trying to figure out the Secret Service is involved, and they're trying to figure out, did, did, did any favors get done here or anything like that? I'm more of a fan of rooting through uh, restaurant dumpsters myself. You know, you come across a nice half a steak or, you know, maybe dessert somebody didn't like. Mm-mm, good eating. And, and the flavors make friends overnight in the dumpster. So, Hunter... Responded no to a question when he bought a gun. Are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Well, I've seen videos that would indicate that he is. (laughs) Him with young women. Uh, Five years earlier, he'd been discharged from the Navy Reserve after testing positive for cocaine, and he and his family members have spoken about the history of drug use. So that is a a felony, Um, though... It's almost never prosecuted. So how did this all go down and become a thing? His, he, he Remember, he divorced his first wife, and then he gets in a romantic relationship with his late brother's widow. Correct. And starts dating her. Then he goes off the rails and starts spending all the money's, all, all the family's money and he's still drooling drugs and drinking and stuff like that and gambling away their money and, and being with prostitutes. And it uh, turns out that Bo Biden's 
widow, now with Hunter, didn't really like his behavior. So at one point, she goes out, she's suspicious of his lifestyle, and goes out and searches his pickup truck and finds a thirty-eight revolver. Wow. And wonders, you know, so my drug addict, gambling addict, stripper addict husband has a gun in his truck. Awesome. What does she do? Not knowing what he's up to, she takes the gun, drives to a nearby grocery store, and dumps it in a trash can. Not the greatest decision. She's in a bad situation at that point. Granted. She's trying to get rid of a gun. No, not the best. Ends up, you know, I don't know if she knew this or not, it's not very far from a school, which is its own special problem. But um, then the dumpster diver dude finds it, and they find out it's registered to Hunter, and that then that somebody figured out that he lied on that. But I thought that was a pretty interesting story. Gives you an idea of where his lifestyle was at that time. Hunter, you're a loser. In short, yes, sir. And uh, just the the fact that you can lie on those forms. I mean, there should have been a question on there after, uh, have you ever used illegal drugs? Has there ever been network coverage of the fact that you've used (laughs) illegal drugs? I mean, everybody knows he was, uh, you know, he's struggled with drugs. Are there any memes in social media about you sleeping with hookers and smoking crack while they rub your feet? Yikes. (laughs) You lying creep. Wow. He's managed to keep his his head down so far during the Biden administration, I think, hasn't he? And he might actually have his life back together. I don't have any idea. But, man, how off the rails are things when you're spending your late brother's family's money at the strip club, gambling it away, and you got a gun in your glove compartment. I mean, why you got a gun in your car? Yeah. You're, you're running into some shady characters, I guess. Yeah, you, either you're completely numb or you're just living a miserable existence of guilt and, and fear. Well, you're buying, you know, scary drugs and 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 getting heavily into gambling debts uh, and uh, dating strippers. I'm not sure which of those three or the cocktail of those three or why you have a gun in your car right yeah exactly generally people with a gun in their car need a gun in their car yeah well it could be but, any of those three reasons yeah yeah wow wow okay. so it's still being investigated as to what exactly went on there <laughs> Jeez. yeah you know getting back to the whole original hunter thing if, if he's a, a loser or struggles with drugs or he's a bad guy to be married to or whatever that's i I feel no need to pants him because i don't like the policies of joe biden no heck no no this is an interesting story just on its face but uh it's uh, for me it's always been about the undue influence of china Mm. uh, because of their business interests they're so far really so firm from the biden administration toward china which is in the headlines today for a number of different reasons i wonder if his uh wife was scared of him i mean if your husband's you know lying to you and acting erratic and you know he's got a drug problem and a gambling problem and messing around with hookers he's got a gun in his car yes yeah i mean i've known a couple of people who went off the rails on cocaine and it does not make you a nice person Hmm. not at all you're either manic and in a uh, like uh, friendly, uh, I love you. This is a great way. But then you just turn mean. She probably thought, just. What do I you're do? You're a with... slave to the powder. She probably thought, "What do I do with this? I don't want it anywhere in the house in case he finds mm-hmm. it." Right. I've got a hot-tempered, erratic drug addict with a gun in my home now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that had to be awful. Oh, jeez. 
Yeah. So she goes to the local grocery store and puts it in the trash can. She might have assumed that it was unregistered. Huh. That, he's, that he's that kind of guy, but it wasn't. It was registered to him. That's why they yeah. got the paperwork where he says, nope, nope, no drug problems here, no arino. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually coke on the form. I'm surprised it went as far as it did. Wait a second. I, you know, I just, I, I watched the news a little. You, you look like Hunter Biden. You, you wrote Hunter Biden on this piece of paper. And I've, I've seen a number of interviews and videos and I've actually watched you doing drugs. <laughs> I have seen with my own eyes you doing <laughs> drugs and getting a foot rub from a hooker. So you might want to rethink this answer here. Would you like to amend your report, sir? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Terrible. I saw you speaking to Gail King or whoever it was on one of those talk shows. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. That's the long and short, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. What do we have time for? Oh, Elizabeth Warren. How about that tweet of hers? Did you see that over the weekend? Oh, God, yeah, we got to talk about <sighs> that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Is that hour four or are we doing that now? I guess an hour four of the Armstrong and Getty show. Yeah, she's tweeted something really astonishingly entitled and stupid about breaking up Amazon so they can't heckle her anymore. Just incredibly entitled. And we'll check in a little bit on the uh, George Floyd, Derek Chauvin trial, which has been going on uh, today and will be for weeks to come. But we'll play you a little bit of the opening statements and that stuff if you haven't heard it. Unfortunately, it's almost certainly going to lead to unrest. Armstrong and Getty.